I don't know which party my wife belongs to, but uh, she belongs to my kitchen and my living room and the other room. It's my jam, it's my jam. And welcome to another episode of The Other Room. Oh man, it's only two people this time. Okay, here's my woot woot. <laughs> How are we doing? Great. Yeah, guys, so today we've got a special, super special guest roommate in the house. Super special. Super special. Super and her name is. Drumroll, please. <laughs> Poetra! Hi, Poetra! <laughs> Hi! How are you? I'm great. Good? Yeah. Good. How's your week? Busy. Busy? Yeah. Busy working stuff. Working stuff. Yeah. What's a week in the life of Poetra like? It's random. Some days it's chill, some days there's no pause. Um, yeah. Because I do a lot of things. So some days everything demands my attention. And yeah. Some days it's like, okay, we can sleep in bed for three days, but. It's been busy. So, so it's not been prefer? a sleep in bed no, type of week. it's not been sleep in bed for like a What type, what type of do you prefer though? The busy ones or the chilling ones? I like a mix of both. Can I have both? Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. That's great. That's great. All right, guys. In case you're wondering who Poetra is, in fact, Poetra, why don't you tell our roommates who you are um, and what you do? That question is always difficult for me. I'm, I'm waiting to get to a place where someone asks me that question and I would say, I would not have to start with, it's always difficult for mm. me. But <laughs> I am a writer, a mm-hmm. poet, a performance poet, um, um, a designer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes I sing. So, oh. so yeah, I, I think fundamentally that's everything I do revolves around these things. Um, great, great. So yeah, that's... Great. Who poetry is. Right, super. So, what would you say you represent? I would say that um, I represent a a group or I represent the kind of youth who is trying to break out of the norm. Mm -hmm. And so, it manifests in my writing and manifests Mm -hmm. in the fact that I've done i've passed through the system seen how the system works broken mm-hmm. free of it decided to start my own thing mm-hmm. and you know trying to juggle both being on your own and making the system work for you mm-hmm. um so i guess it would i would represent you know breaking out and still making it work right yeah, yeah. cool so Solid. would you would you say you're alternative black yes I would say. (laughs) (laughs) And so you've broken out and you started your own thing. What things are these? Um, So um, I have a small business called Yobbins. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a creative card company that's slowly evolving into a digital agency. Okay. Um, But yeah, it started because I I have this love for... I love Grecian cards. I know most people say they don't love like if you're especially like there's this thing that if you're going to give me a card might as well 
you know, buy me food, buy me kinky, don't yeah. buy me something yeah. tangible, give me the cash. Give me the cash. Yeah. But I love cards. I've always mm. loved cards. And I, said, I, I thought to myself, okay, I live in Ghana. Mm-hmm. People resonate with what I do as a Ghanaian, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, talking about Mahama or the sun <laughs> or pigeon mm-hmm. or chi or the, the things that are common to us. Right. Yeah. So why don't I infuse that in the card design? And I love quirky and illustrations and I sketch a little. So I thought, okay, let me try this. I mean, it took me a while to decide you can do this because I, I, I kept having in my head, you know, cards are out of the system. Oh, yeah. Buys cards. Yeah. And, um, even, can you, are you trying to say that you can compete with something like Hallmark? Yeah. You know, but I said, you know, give it a try. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's the worst that can happen? You can, it's just failing. So mm-hmm. what's the big deal? And yeah, that's how you've been started. Okay. And it's been two years. Yeah. Um, going strong. Oh, it's, wow. It's been good. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things that I do. Um, and I mean that same year that I started Yobins was the same year I became a full-time artist okay. a full-time poet okay. Okay. Um, and that has been amazing as well I released my EP two years ago mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of work I've I've traveled around with my with my poetry and performed in so many places and so it's been a good experience it's been a good experience for me as okay. that's great yeah. that's not fantastic. to get too personal but is it paying off? Like, is the money good? Or can you survive? Are you eating? Yeah. What's your, what's your honest lunch and dinner? View, or, like, what are your honest views on entrepreneurship, on the stre- the opportunities, the challenges, and so far, what has been your experience? I mean, when it comes to entrepreneurship, you have to, you have to be hard. Um, you have to have, if whatever expectations you have, you have to work towards them. Um, and I think it depends on how, you plan, you plan it. Like there's no one way to be, or there's no one way to succeed. But when I started, I started Yobins whilst I was working mm. uh, um, um, a nine to five, and so I had a six month head start to see how feasible it would be. Like mm. I didn't have to depend. On, besides, I was even <laughs> I was fooling Yobins with my nine to five pay. Mm. Right. That's how I started mm. the business for me, and so. It got to a point and I realized there, there is market for this. There are people, mm. it just depends. It means that good, the, pr- the product is good. Now, how do I get it to more vendors? How do I get mm. to more people? How mm. do I get, and it also meant recognizing that I can't do this alone. Yeah. And that I need to recognize who I can bring on board mm-hmm. with what I have, how I can, like the literal resources that I have, whether I can pay or not. What can I give in exchange, even if right. I can't pay? And so it, it took a lot of self analyzing to mm. be able to right. say, okay, this is what I can do. So it, it's not, it's not easy that. Mm. I won't lie. Um, so for the first year, we were, I mean, the first six months, there was no profit. Right. But, well, because I had that cushion of a nine to five, I wasn't like, I'm about to die. And then the next six months for the last year, it was breaking even. Then it was, so how do you put this together? And then I started a full-time job as well. Mm-hmm. A full-time, being a full-time artist, artist which yeah. art, artists in this country is a nightmare still is a nightmare mm. and it, it means that you have to position yourself or you have to find yourself to be taken serious mm. and it comes with a lot so yeah. it hasn't been easy but it's been worth it because consistency helps in any brand mm-hmm. and so once people recognize that she is here to stay or this company is here to stay they will seriously. work according to yeah. so it has gained momentum okay. and it's making profit now so Yes, I will say 
as of now, but I didn't arrive here. Right. When I, it took right. me two years to right. get here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So That's from fantastic. that, I would take as someone who, if I was someone trying to start out something on my own, what I would take from what you've just said is that, um, you just need to be persistent, believe in your product and, yeah, just don't expect to be making it as soon as you start out, even yeah. if your product is like super amazing. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. one of the mistakes we make as young people or as Ghanaians is because we, we, we are entitled to success because mm-hmm. we think that we are doing something, everything by made in good, made in Ghana goods. So are you telling me that, that product is work I should buy just because it's made in Ghana? It's made in Ghana. You yeah. have to put effort into anything, even if your product is good. Well, how are the people going to know it? How are you going to let them know that it's good? Yeah. So it's just, yes, work. It takes a lot of work. So have you done a bit of market segmentation and identified certain demographics that your cards tend to appeal to in particular? I mean, when it comes to demographics, I think... Um, Generally, everybody is interested. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, especially how Facebook's new advert- advertisement works. You, it, it helps you to figure out how, which kind of people you want to target. Right. But I, what I have realized, Yobin started off as an online company, mm-hmm. solely online. Everything started from Facebook or right. and Twitter and Instagram. But when it comes to buying, um, so, so it targeted the youth mm-hmm. between the ages of 18 to... 30. Okay. But when it comes to buying, it's, it's a much older population that right. buys it. Right. But also, it's, it's, it's more about marketing, which again, I realize that's not my strength. Mm-hmm. And so I have to bring on board someone who's good and who can identify how to target all these people who online say they love it or proclaim they love it. But mm-hmm. how do we get it to them? How do we make right. them buy it? So, um, yes, that has been done and it's in the, pr- it's in process. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, before we go on to talk about all the other things that you're doing, I want to know, so I want to know this, your story, your backstory, how you came this far to being entrepreneur, spoken word performer, all of that, all of that. Tell, tell us basically briefly, and you don't need to tell us, like, I, 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 my favorite food is blah, um, but tell us what's your, what's your backstory. Briefly, um, backstory. So, because you said you were working and then you stopped your nine to five, and I'm quite curious yeah. what what were you doing? Okay, so I did business information systems mm-hmm. in Zenith University College. Okay, um, and while there, I was I was doing everything as well. I used to sew. Mm-hmm. I had started a, a clothing line called Ali Kutsu while I was in okay. uni, and I was I had started performing poetry. Okay, but then it was just. You know, it's just a chance meeting. It was just I walked into a place and they mm-hmm. were doing poetry and okay. I thought, okay, let me try this. So it really, I never ever saw myself on stage. I mean, when I was little, I was very bold, but growing up, I sort of became a shy girl. Mm-hmm. So I never saw myself doing that. Um, so it was, it, and even when I started the first few years, it was just, I'm doing something that I love doing. I, the idea of my, my writing can pe- be presented aside from people reading it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so that's how come I was consistently performing. So yeah, I worked as a, a systems and administrative analyst for three years okay. in two different companies. Okay. And then one day after a fellowship, a two week fellowship in Uganda, I said, okay, I have to try this writing thing. Okay. If I've been doing. Was it a very IT. specific industry you're working? Were they IT firms? Yes. Both of them? Or? Yes. Okay. They're both IT firms. Okay. Um, um, one was SCG Consulting, which is a, a software okay. firm. And the other was Nafila, which is an outsourced 
IT company okay. for bigger companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I just told myself I've given three years of my life mm-hmm. to the system or mm-hmm. to be in like, so why not try writing job? Mm-hmm. I searched, I remember it took me six months to sending my resignation letter because mm-hmm. I was terrified <laughs> and it wasn't as if I had like money saved. Mm. Um, you know, like I can even be afford to be unemployed for like right. two months, right. but I just said, it's ridiculous that and at the same time no, you had started Yobbings and you, money no, was I going hadn't started Yobbings okay. then. Okay. Um, I had just started Alikusa clothing, but it wasn't honestly very profitable. Okay. It was, it wasn't stable. One, okay. some months it is, some months it isn't. So mm-hmm. it wasn't very dependable. Um, so I just told myself, this is a risk. It's either you're going to be scared and mm-hmm. do it, or you're going to sit here and wonder if it could have been better. Mm-hmm. So I looked for a writing job and I found one with Glitz Africa magazine. Okay. Um, so I worked with them for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it started out as a writing job, but it sort of morphed into PR media okay. and writing as well. Mm-hmm. I was the content editor okay. for the magazine, but then it, they had other um, lists or duties as well that I sort of morphed into. And yes, after a year, I got bored. I got, okay, I feel like I'm wasting my time. And so it was at Glitz that I started Yobbins. Right. And okay. I spoke to a few friends. This is what I wanted to do. I need you to help me with this. You just help me with that. And I started off. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's very, wow. very brief. That's very background. inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like for someone of our generation to just do <laughs> this kind of thing. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, guys, so we're going to go into our next segment for today, which is some kind of questions and answers. We want to get to know Poetra aside from work and stuff. The work and yeah. seriousness. On the lighter side. On the lighter wanna, yeah. side. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't worry, this is on, um, this, 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 I don't think it's going to be anything too risque, so you're, you're safe. <laughs> Okay, so first question. You're a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? Ooh. Black. Oh, black makes everything better. But aren't there already black crayons? There are shades oh, of black. Oh, so a new A new crayon. A new. So, new, so completely a, new color. A, new, a new color. Is yeah. that what you're asking? A new addition to the crayon box. I think has a lot of colors. You know that basic box, the, the, the ah, yellow okay, and the super green basic one? Box. Yeah, the super okay. basic box. So that the basic box. Like yeah. 12 or something. Okay, so... Okay, um... Magenta? Magenta? Yeah, magenta. That's the shade of red, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And why? Well, red makes everything good. And so another shade, you can never say no. Mm. It's like saying no to chocolate. <laughs> 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 Which people in TRR don't do. Chocolate... Yes. If you do, there's something basically wrong with you. <laughs> you're, so you see, you're a great fit because TOR is the chocolate show. So hey, awesome. like, I've got a question. If you had to create a slogan for your life, what would it be? Start from where you are with what you have. Ooh. Deeps, 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 deeps. I'm there. Okay. Next question. What's your favorite 90s jam? 90s jam it would be... Um, Anything from Lauren Hill's Miseducation. Could you sing a line um, from your favorite? Oh, I do like the Miseducation. Yes. How is this line not coming to me? Um, we're going to have to skip this because it's, it's just escaping <laughs> me. But yes, anything from Lauren Hill is like the jam. Yeah. So what song were you going to steal I was a line from? Lost Ones, um, but the, the line is not coming for some reason. Okay, okay. Lost Ones is a good one. 
We'll let that go. <laughs> what time of day is your favorite? Dawn. Morning. Oh. Yeah. So you're an early person? Morning person? No, I'm not. I'm not an any person. It's just, <laughs> just, yeah, but dawn because I live in a very noisy neighborhood and, uh-huh. and that's the time that there's a possibility that there can be silence. Mm-hmm. Are there churches around? Yes, oh, I am I'm s- practically no sandwiched more. between two churches. Say so, no more. Yeah. Jeez, I know that <laughs> feeling. Oh boy. And uh, if you could be in any movie, which movie would you be in? Hmm. I would like to be Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get bullied by Miss Trunchbull? But yeah. Well, the, the, but the powers the, are super yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Those are yeah. Really yeah. 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 Or Charmed. Anything that has magic in it. Like, yes. yeah. Charmed. Oh my God, there. I lived on Charmed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I must say that I enjoyed it a bit less after Prue died though. What was that new sister? What was her name? Paige. Like, I, she was yeah. alright, but I felt yeah. like she was, she, yeah. there was too much angst. <laughs> like, she was just being too extra. <laughs> okay. How would you convince someone to do something they didn't want to do? Hmm. That's a hard one. Can I threaten them with death? <laughs> Only if you're doing it with a smile on your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that way they'll be like, is she serious? Is yeah. she not? Like, mm, am I safe? Yes, yes, well, yes. I, I think generally convincing people works if you can convince them that you have gone through the similar mm, experience. Yeah. So yeah. That would be the plan B. But if not, threatening we could also work. Yeah. Nice. All right. Of all the years you've lived on this earth, if you could choose a particular age that you could relive every single day for the rest of your life, what age do you think that would be? Hmm. I mean, I think it would be last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because last I think last year was a good year of traveling mm. for me, and I have experienced how fun traveling can be, okay. and how it can expose you to different people. Where did you go? Worlds. So I went to Nigeria, mm-hmm. Lagos, um, twice that year, which was amazing because mm-hmm. yeah, Nigerians are amazing. And I went to the U.S. I went to six states. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but different people, different places. Yeah. It was an interesting experience. That's great. Yeah, That's fantastic. All right, let's get back to business then. Um, so we've talked about your yobbing story. Let's talk about your art. You've talked about how you. I guess it was. You can call it sort of serendipity where you kind of stepped into that room and then decided to take it up. But so far, what do you think, what's your what's your view on the arts in Ghana, the art scene here, and what's your view on our appreciation or lack thereof of the arts in Ghana? Do you think that our art scene is burgeoning? Do you think there's potential? Do you think we're not doing enough? For me, for the art scene, there will always be potential. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to utilization, from where I have come from, mm-hmm. I started this seven years ago there's been growth there's been growth but we can do more um there's so much more that we can do and generally that's that's how i feel there's so much more there's always there's too much room for improvement Mm -hmm. when it comes to the arts um i mean the so four five years ago the ndc government commenced a a, like a a ministry for the arts Mm -hmm. and that's a step Mm -hmm. that i appreciate but there's so much more that can be done I mean, even institutions, foreign institutions are doing projects for artists that the the government isn't doing. And that's generally how I feel about the arts in Ghana. And it's not just about the government, it's about the people too, how we 
how we feel towards art, mm-hmm. how we receive the people, mm-hmm. how much importance we put into mm-hmm. it. Um, that just recently, Akusia Hansen, um, who's an amazing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. presenter and writer, yeah. is like, art in Ghana is like a gimmick. It's mm-hmm. like an add-on. It's like something, you know, like, let me just... It's an, an afterthought. afterthought. Yeah. Nobody... Yeah. And, and it's way more than an afterthought. It's the center of the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how... it's That's the approach that we have to... Half for art. So, yeah. I would say art and the creative industry in general, like things to do with creatives in this country, just taken so for granted from money to people actually patronizing things that we do. Mm-hmm. People would rather trust the creative industry outside of Ghana than the yeah. creative industry in Ghana. And I feel like that's really sad. That's a great point you raised. Yeah. With, haven't traveled to all these places, even as just Nigeria, which is nearby. And I know that Nigeria has a bustling creative art scene in different cities so it's not even just in in Lagos you tend to see all these things going on across the country what do you think what have you learned from your experiences outside that you think we need to we could do here that we're not doing for instance in Nigeria what I what I I observed was they they appreciate their own Mm -hmm. even if it's a small community of writers or poets they appreciate their own and in Ghana we only appreciate we we only Mostly appreciate someone when maybe a foreign mm. organization or a foreign mm. person has given them props, mm. but they were existing before yeah. the foreign yeah. people came into place. And that's the problem in mm. Ghana generally. Mm-hmm. They only praise you after another, a prophet is not praised in his own town. Mm. That's, that's the mantra for us in, in Ghana. Mm. Um, and in, in the States, for instance, they have a huge appreciation for arts in every sector from creative to government to they have appreciation for it everywhere and so it's not like once i went there we were like oh because she's foreign we like it it was because she has art regardless of who or that, where ooh, she comes she's from exotic. exactly i mean there are certain places that do that but on the whole from my experience it was about what i do what i have to offer and i wish we could have that atmosphere mm. in Ghana. I think in Ghana, that thing particularly stems from, I don't think we, our patriotism is deeply rooted. I mm. think we're getting by name only and not, because honestly, I think across all segments and all sectors, it, that thing holds true. It's, mm. We don't really celebrate we don't take pride in what the the unique things that make us Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really treasure them. And yeah. then until somebody else from somewhere says, oh, this is pretty cool. And we're like, hmm, I guess it is. I mean, and it doesn't happen only in Ghana. It happens in the diaspora as yeah. well. Like Ghanaians are not really supportive of Ghanaians outside of Ghana mm. making it. The Ghanaians outside of Ghana with this person making it are not supporting the person making it. I was having this exact conversation with a friend just last night and we were just like, we didn't understand why like people from other African countries were embracing what she puts out mm-hmm. and not her fellow Ghanaians mm-hmm. living in the UK mm-hmm. with her. Like it was just like crazy. Also, seems like the only thing that we take pride in outside of Ghana is our jollof. And that's only because it's pitted against Nigeria. Nigeria yeah. Honestly. No, that you that's a very strong point because yeah. you know Nigerians, like she said, take pride in everything Nigerian. Like mm-hmm. Nigerians, whether it's good or bad, they yeah, will they'll, like 
and they'll mock themselves and they'll be like, ah, Omo Naija, mm-hmm. like Nigerians do the best, all these yeah. things. They really take pride in their identity. And so it's that for Jolof, it's being pitted against them and seeing how proud they are of it mm-hmm. is what probably made us feel like, okay, we need to defend yes, our turf. Our but Jolof, even then, yes. there's still not much. But anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. um, moving on. Mm-hmm. Pacha, what are some of the unique challenges that you think female artists face? I think, um, I mean, this, this particular topic came up in discussion at the listening session for Black Girls Glow, um, a week ago. Okay. And I think what we, the main thing was there aren't enough, there's not enough representation mm-hmm. of women artists in the art mm-hmm. scene. And it stems from one that they don't have the platforms. I mean, it's supposed to be a general le- level headed playing ground, mm-hmm. but that's not it. And everybody thinks once you are good, you are going to be called. But it's it's way more ingrained than that. So I think the first thing is not enough opportunities mm-hmm. for there are more male entertainment right. entertainers than there are women entertainment mm-hmm. entertainers, and there are more even with that the women entertainers aren't performing nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Like how women there was this debate that let's say Sakodi is um, co-equal in the entertainment industry is if yeah. And if they can all sell out a 10,000 stadium, Sakodia will still be offered more money than if yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. And so it's, there's still a long way to go. The, these challenges are existing mm-hmm. and we need to discuss how it's going to be solved. Um, so I think mainly that's the thing. Also for the, for, I come from a poetry background. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I started poetry seven years ago, there were only two women who were performing, wow. who were there. And, do you care to no, mention their names? It was it was but, Crystal Tete mm-hmm. and Nananyako. Let's give them a shout out. And Akusia Hansen, actually, mm-hmm. three women. For paving the way. And and you know, over the and this was in a room full of over thirty male poets, just about three of them, not even like a quarter were, were made of were made up of women. Even as of now, if if you ask anybody to give you ten women spoken word artist, it's still going to be a struggle and mm. it's been years. Mm. Why does that exist? Are you still going to come with it? It's a level nobody has said it's only men. It's for everybody. So how will the woman come there? It means we have to create the mm-hmm. platforms. We have mm-hmm. to say, okay, only women poets or only women poetry festival. Maybe then if nobody comes, we can say then there are no. But right. if these things don't exist, how do you know? Right. Hmm. So I I fundamentally, I think that there are less opportunities or there are less spaces that women feel safe enough mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say, I want to be this in yeah. this space. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say that I think patriarchy has a very um, massive role to play in this lack of women mm-hmm. in, in the come up thing, because like still to this day, I feel like there are a lot of men that feel like a woman's place is not in the spotlight. Like they... They're just coming to grips with us being able to go past um secondary school, get a degree, get a master's, get a PhD. They're just they're just getting to, to terms with that actually being a reality. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're just not taken seriously yeah. as a gender. Yeah. Like yeah. we're gonna like maybe that women are the whole women are fickle thing. We're gonna just like do it for a little while and then forget about mm-hmm. it. But someone like Sarkadia, he's got his wife at home. He's got I don't know if he's got kids, but he's got his family setting. So he can go out into the world and still do these things. If a woman goes out into the world and does these things, while she does have a family set up, she's going to be judged harshly. So women feel like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put myself out there to get judged. If you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's patriarchy, one, and 
a lot of people don't want people to judge them right. but mm-hmm. but that even that is also the effect of patriarchy because mm-hmm. patriarchy is so insidious that eventually like people buy into it and it, it underlies the way they think and the way they perceive themselves and the way they perceive their roles or their spaces in society mm-hmm. yeah 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 but poetry you mentioned black girls glow do you mm-hmm. want to tell us about it what it what it's about what it seeks to achieve and why it's relevant um so i i was um, privileged to be part of the artist selected for One Beach tour last year. And One Beach is a government, um, the U.S. government um, f- an, an initiative, um, which brings 25 musicians or artists from over 17 countries. Okay. Now the, so my experience was that these people weren't particularly, you know, so amazing mm. like i mean they're amazing they're great but they're, they're not great. extraordinary i mean even yeah they're not it, it wasn't so much of it wasn't so much that they were super talented that's why mm-hmm. they were here it's because they shared it's because they collaborated mm-hmm. they came together as a whole it wasn't because one person okay i want to do this on my own and i feel like we didn't have that here mm-hmm. i mean even i had a friend once who was learn, who wanted to learn how to you know make big cakes and mm-hmm. she asked a cake a, a baker who was established and she said no under the premises that you would competition. You would, you would become competition, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, it's, you know, and that's actually what happens mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. We do not collaborate, and so I I came back from one be thinking like I've always wanted to do something like this. I've always wanted something like this to exist, mm-hmm. and to actually go into a setting that was doing that made me give me more conviction. So I came back and I thought, okay, it would be good to have something like one beat just after the model, but it would be even better. At least if it started off with women artists, because I don't see women artists collaborate. You you see one song, Hama, featuring Edem, featuring Eel, featuring mm. Akan. Like there are seven artists on yeah. one song, which is amazing. Yeah. What comes out is good. Mm. Can't the women come together and do this? Mm. And that's what motivated me to start Black Girls Glow. And so, um, I mean, the process of getting these women was much more easier um, because I, 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 I tried to bring together women who were in my space mm-hmm. that I could easily contact or find out if they were interested. And yeah. there were we there's a total of six of us, um, Adama, Sina Sil, Jom, Fu, Riabos and I. Mm-hmm. And it started from it's been happening since April and finally we have something to show for it. So the the dream is for it to be much bigger, mm-hmm. to be more systematic or like in a way that it will reach a, a lot more people. And so it won't be artists just based in a car or artists that I only know. It would be through a process where somebody's in the north mm-hmm. and it's amazing equally. The person can be part of this project and then it projects from it moves from just Ghana to West Africa mm-hmm. and then on and on. Mm-hmm. So like that's the hope and motivation that's for Black Girls Club. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope that goes yeah, well. Right. You wanna tell us about any major projects that are coming up? Um yeah, so Black Girls Glow is my current major project. Um, hopefully next year I'm going to work on an album. Okay. Um, so yes, that's... Ooh, you heard it here yeah. first. Yeah. On the other room. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But yeah, this this latter part of the year is all about Black Girls Glow. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. All right. Before we go, Petra, I think your friends would love to hear from you one of your pieces. Would you Peace. mind... Peace! Um... Chisel approximately 3.5 inches of flesh out of the wished area. Lift the breast to a firm position until it is perky and a perfect decap. 
are three layers of flesh until the backside can vibrate with a single poke. Tone the leg muscles until men can see their reflection in your skin. Chip. 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 Soften your muscles. You can't be too boyish. You don't want to have kids? There must be a glitch. You cannot be too skinny. You cannot be too fat. You cannot be team itty bitty. You can't have boobs that sag. You cannot have a small ass. What's there to hold? You cannot love your body until somebody says so. You can only love your stretch marks when it is a map for a man to find your tucked away treasure. Pit women against each other. Let's find out who is fresher. Tell women they are the queens and then go right ahead and be the crowns. Checkmate. There goes the clown. You cannot want to have it all. You have to have too much makeup. You have to look natural, but not the kind of natural that makes it look like you just woke up from a 36-hour sleep. Everything you do is a free license for critique. So go ahead and love yourself anyway. Too deep, too deep. And what's that called? What's that piece? Love called? yourself. Love yourself. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Poetra. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let us know where we can find you on social media. How can you be? Um, so my handle is um, Poetra underscore Asantua, both Twitter and Instagram. Okay. So it's one A. My Asantua is one A. I have to keep telling Ghanaians because everybody thinks Louder for the people at the back. Yeah, Asantua is <laughs> double A. So all Asantuas are double. But my Asantua is one A. So Poetra, P O E T R A underscore A S A N T E W A. On Twitter and Instagram. All and right. Facebook is just the same name. Alright. Also, um, it's been brought to my attention that you've got, um, a video coming out. Yes. Directed by yourself. our very own Ames. Ames. Yeah. Coming out very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about the video. I mean, the video makes, yeah, it blew me away. Like every time I watch it, and I've watched it like seven times, it blows me away. So I can't wait. Well done. For the video to come out. That's exciting. Well done. Yeah. Hey. All right. All right. And we tell our roommates where they can find us. Right. Roomie, so you can find us on Twitter at GCRTOR. You can find us on Facebook at The Gold Coast Report. You can find us on Instagram at The Gold Coast Report. Um, and you can email us at The Other Room at thegoldcoastreport.com all right all right poetra it's been fantastic having you thank you so much for passing through the other yeah and roommates we'll catch you next week have a great week stay fabulous guys Bye. bye
Okay. If that's 